Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is in your area and sphere of this mighty world in which we live. I am Elder Coilette James. You are tuned in to the It's Real Radio Talk Show, where we deal with real talk on real issues. We um, weren't able to to get with you last week due to some technical difficulties, but We thank and praise God that we are live and in living color, as they say, this morning. So hello, hello, hello. Not quite sure what is is the status of my two co-hosts this morning. Haven't heard from them, but that's okay as well because you've got me. Amen. So we are going to um, dive right in this morning. I, I have a little spur um, up in me right now, <laughs> as they say, um, that I just really, 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 really need to uh, to address. I just, I've, you know, um, there was a cartoon back yeah, when I was little, <laughs> many, many, many years ago, but one of the characters in there would have a line that says, I've taken all I can take and I just can't take it no more. I believe it was Popeye. Anyway, that's kind of how I'm feeling this morning, where I have just taken all that I can take, and I just can't take it anymore. It has really, really gotten ridiculous what I'm seeing in the body of Christ. And, you know, be it what it's worth, I know what I'm getting ready to share is strictly my opinion, but I'm basing my opinion on the Word of God, so I think it holds a little weight. Um, I'd like to read to you, I'm going to start off this morning, and I would like to read to you a post that um, I just placed on Facebook. And I, I hear me, please hear my heart before I dive into this. I am really not the politically-minded type of individual, Um Politics is very boring to me. I know it is a necessary portion of the society in which we live, but quite frankly, I don't trust any of them um, because they all say one thing when they're running and they do something else when they get in. And, you know, it, it's just the imperfection of man. I, I'm more inclined, <clears throat> excuse me, to lean my heart and, and, and 
invoke my heart in the theocracy of God, that, you know, he is the supreme being, he is the king, and I am a citizen of his kingdom first and foremost, even though I'm also a citizen of the United States of America and of this species called human being. However, when I see men and women, quote, unquote, who call themselves men and women of God, um, just blatantly ignoring the unrighteousness of people just just because um, it, it aggravates me. It, it, there is like a righteous indignation that rises up within me. And, and so I want to, let me share this with you. This is what I posted this morning on Facebook, and this is what I want to use to open up the dialogue. And I'm praying that some of you will call in because I don't want this just to be a one-way conversation. I would really, really, really love to hear from you, okay? Um, anyway, my post says, <clears throat> excuse me, the turmoil of this present season in America can only be fixed by God. If you are believing any of the candidates running for office has the answer, you are in for a very sad awakening. When the heart of a nation turns from God, anarchy and chaos will follow. When morality and that which displeases God is overlooked and thought to be okay, then judgment is inevitable. Body of Christ, wake up and get on your post. We are those who should be dictating change. However, we are too busy trying to figure out who represents the lesser of two evils. Time to get on your face and pray God's mercy for this country because make no mistake, judgment will start in the household of faith first. Stop compromising and stand up for righteousness, okay? And I, I'm sharing that literally out of the depths of my heart. That is so strong within me right about here and now, seriously. Um, again, I, I'm, this, is, this is not to um, slam or support any of our presidential candidates that are out there right now, because personally, I don't believe in either one of them. Um, and when I say, you know, the body is trying to decide, well, what's the lesser of two evils, that's, that's really, really scary. When we get to a place where we think um, that evil can make what is already evil better, then we are in trouble. We are in trouble as a people. We are in trouble as a nation. And we have got to get it together. I am not speaking to everybody today. I am speaking to the men and women of God, those of you that stand upright and decree and declare that you are a child of the Most High, that get behind that sacred desk week after week, declaring supposedly your belief in the word of God and your belief in who God is. And, and now, now, you, you literally, you're standing there and saying what is immoral, what is, oh, God, unrighteous, what is just pure evil is okay. It is okay. You know, I, I'm just at all. I am 
soul at all at the people that are out there beating their chest saying this candidate is the right one and that candidate is the right one and we need to overlook this and that happened years ago and oh my God and and to hear the words that are actually coming out of the candidates' mouths themselves, okay, which condemns themselves. It's just unbelievable to me. It is unbelievable to me that we as the body of Christ, not not this country, we as a body of Christ have stepped so far back from what God says is righteous, what God says is just, what God says is moral, what God says we need to take a stand for. We are back so far away from that. And we can't even see the forest for the trees. We can't even see what's coming down the pike. And, and it doesn't matter which person gets in the White House. I'm just being really honest. It doesn't matter which one. Anarchy and chaos is going to follow. It's going to follow. Why? Because we are a nation that has turned our back on God. Just turned our back. We said, you know what, God, you know, yeah, your word is good, but it was for that period in time. And it sounds good, but it's hard to live by that word today. In today's society, things are different. Things are changed. Let me tell you something. God has not changed, and his word has not changed, and neither has his judgment. And if you have not got into the word of God and opened it up and read what happens when God unleashes his wrath on a people, you need to do that. And you need to do it quickly. You need to do it quickly. Because the only thing that's going to save this country, the only thing that's going to save our children is him, his hand. It's his will. And if you have blinded yourselves to that, then we're in for trouble. We're in for a lot of trouble and a lot of heartache. Say la. Think on that. The word of God is is our strong tower. The word of God what um, we live by. The word of God is what we build upon. The word of God is what is our blueprint for life. It is what leads us and guides us and directs us. And, and again, so I'm going to keep repeating this. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking to those of you that profess to be children of the Most High God. Those are those who I'm talking to. And that them that have an ear, please, please, hear and listen to what the spirit of the living God is saying in this hour. Seriously, I'm just, mm, I'm just so frightened for, for the season that we're in. And when I say I'm frightened, I'm fearful because of what is to come and what our children will have to endure. That, that frightens me. That, it really, really does. It really does. I, I, I can't say it any other way. I can't say it any other way. I want to go into the word this morning. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm being really, really honest. I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit to um, lead me through it, um, lead me through um, 
this this dissertation this morning. And again, you know, I'm praying that it won't just be one sided. I'm praying that you guys will will call in and um, and let's talk. Let's 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 talk. Let's have dialogue. We 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 need to talk about it. We 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 need to talk about it. We really really do. Um, I'm going into I believe it is Isaiah where um, God spoke about raising up a standard yeah, against um, against the enemy. Isaiah 59. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to your name, O oh God. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Okay, so in Isaiah, the 59th chapter, and the 9th, 19th verse, I'm sorry, 59, Isaiah 59 and 19. It says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Okay? Now, we all know that if we are professing um, to know God in the pardoning of our sins, if we have decreed and declared that Jesus is the Lord of our lives, then we are those standards. We are the ones that God would choose to use to raise up against the enemy, okay? We, we, we are um, his mouthpiece. We are his oracles. We are um, his legal entrance into this earth realm. We are his sons. We are his daughters. We are his servants. We are his prophets. We are those that have said we are yielded to the Lord God Almighty with all of our strength, with everything that is within me. Um, we belong to him. Okay? Now, I urge you, I urge you, okay, to read the whole 59th chapter. Of Isaiah, because before you get to the 19th verse, from the second verse all the way through the eighth verse, okay, it is God saying how angry he is because of the iniquities and the things that have defiled his people. You know what? We got we got 45 minutes. I'm going to go into this thing. I'm going to read this thing for you, seriously, because you need to know. You, you, you just you got to understand where we are in this hour and what we're called to do and in this hour, in this time, okay? It, this is the time. There's prophecy all over that this is the hour of the church, and I believe that. We are the church. It's not the church building. It's we are the church. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost, the living, the true and living God rests, rule, and resides within us. We are the church, okay? And it is up to us. It is up to us to stand for righteousness. I'm going to start at the first verse. And I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified, just um, just for clarity's sake, okay, because I really want you to get a, a full understanding of the anger of God and what he does when he's angry. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened at all that it cannot save, nor his ear dull with deafness that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, 
and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutter wickedness. None soothe or called in righteousness, but for the sake of doing injury to others, to take some undue advantage. No one goes to law honestly and pleads his case in truth. They trust in emptiness, worthlessness, and fertility, and speaking lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth evil. They hate adder's eggs and weave the spider's web. He who eats their eggs dies, and from an egg which is crushed, a viper breaks out, excuse me, for their nature is ruinous, deadly evil. Their webs will not serve as clothing, nor will they cover themselves with what they make. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destruction are in their paths and highways. The way of peace they know not, and there is no justice or right in their goings. They have made them into crooked paths. Whoever goes in them does not know peace. Therefore, are justice and right far from us, and righteousness and salvation do not overtake us. With expectantly, we expectantly wait for light but only see darkness, for brightness, but we walk in obscurity and gloom. We grope for the walls like the blind. Yes, we grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the twilight, in dark places, and among those who are full of light and vigor, we are as dead men. We all groan and growl like bears and moan implantedly like doves. We look for justice, for there is none, for salvation from us. For our transgressions are multiplied by you, O Lord, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know and recognize them as rebelling against and denying the Lord, turning away from following our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving in and muttering and moaning with the heart words of falsehood. Justice is turned away backwards. In righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God stands far off, For truth has fallen in the streets, the city's forum, the upright cannot enter the courts of justice. Yes, truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him, and there was no justice. Hallelujah. Now hear this next verse. Hear it, hear it. 
This is the 16th verse of Isaiah 59. It says, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor, no one to intervene on behalf of truth and right. Therefore, his own arm brought his victory and his own righteousness, having the spirit without measure, sustained him. For the Lord put on righteousness as a breastplate or coal of nail and salvation as a helmet upon his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal in a furious divine jealousy as a cloak. According to their deeds deserved, so will he repay wrath according as their deeds deserve. So he repaid wrath to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. On the foreign islands and coastlands, he will make compensation. So, as the result of the Messiah's intervention, they shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight, for he will come like a rushing stream, which the breath of the Lord drives. It's Isaiah 59, 1 through 19. Now, tell me that in your hearing... Of those scriptures, you're not you you did not see America. I, I mean, seriously, we've got blood on our hands. Innocent people are dying in the streets daily. Okay, daily. We are believing lies to be truths. We're ignoring that the righteousness of God. We're ignoring what He tells us not to do. We're ignoring Hallelujah. The 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 thought and the, the knowledge, the full knowledge of what evil is and what he calls an abomination, we're calling love. We're calling justice. We're calling civil rights. What? I'm serious. And the church, the church, his body, his body of believers, his children, his set-apart ones, his called-out ones, what are we doing? What's doing? We're sitting back. We're murmuring. We're complaining. We're talking against this one. We're talking against that one. We're claiming this one is better than that one because it's the lesser of the two evils. We are walking as the walking dead, just like the, the verse just said. Because we're not allowing the light of God to rise up within us. We're not standing flat-footed without fear and proclaiming what thus says the Lord. How is it that we're more fearful of mere man than we are of God who can damn our soul to damnation for eternity? So you're going to fear what man may say about you or what man could possibly do to you? And because of that, you turn your back on on the the righteousness of God. Seriously, we got to stop, people. We got to stop. 
We gotta stop. And 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 you know, in every go all through the word, all through the word, all through the Old Testament. I'm serious. The people love to gravitate to the New Testament because it's all about redemption. It's about the forgiveness of sin. It's about God's grace and His mercy. It's about His healing. It's His deliverance. It's wonderful. I love the the New Testament as well. It's phenomenal. Thank God. For Jesus, okay? Thank God Yeshua HaMashiach came on the scene. Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one of God, he came, he saved us, he set us free, he delivered us, he healed us, he did all of those things. Thank God for him. But people, God has not changed. And if you have not studied the Old Testament and seen what happens when the wrath and the anger of God rises, you better do so, and you need to do so quick. Because he said he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Did you hear the rebuke about the intercessors that we just read? He, he, he said, let me go back there, 16th verse, and he saw there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor, no one to intervene on behalf of truth and right. No one, no one. There's another place in the word of God where he said he looked for a man to raise up, to build up a hedge and found none. And it looks like in this hour he's still finding none. If we unite our voices together, if we sing out before God, if we stand up for righteousness, our very lives should stand up and speak for righteousness. If we do these things, then that which he spoke to Solomon will come to pass. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will hear, heal their land. Only then. Only then. So we, his body, his children, we must, we must, we must turn. We must first humble ourselves, recognizing and understanding that we are so caught up in pride and vainglory that we're, we're not pliable in the master's hand. So we have to rise up. We have to rise up and, and admit, God, I've been wrong. Lord, I got caught up in the cares of this world. Lord, I'm so sorry. I ignored what Timothy told me, that that a good soldier does not entangle himself in the cares and in the affairs of this world, that he may please the one that called him to soldier. God, we're sorry. God, forgive us. We've gotten caught up. We've gotten caught up in society. We've gotten caught up in the cares of this world. We've gotten caught up in, in the status quo. We've gotten caught up in the going after things and not going after you. You've gotten caught up, Father, Lord God. We repent. Forgive us of our sins. And please, God, please heal our land. Heal our land. That has got to be our cry to God. Got to be. 
It's got to be. Or else we will be living in a lawless society. Mark my words. Anarchy is right around the corner. And it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, hear me. Who is in the White House? This country is a country divided. It's a country full of anger. It's a country full of hate. It's a country full of prejudice. It's an immoral society. And chaos and anarchy breeds in that type of atmosphere. Please hear me. Please, please, please hear me. Hear me by the spirit of the living God. We've got to get it together. In every change that God has brought about, he has gathered a remnant, a small number. He never deals in the larger numbers. He always deals in the small. That way we can't take credit for it. We know that we know that we know that whatever goes forth, whatever happens, it is strictly and only by the hand of God. It is by his glory that we will get the victory. So so, uh, please, uh, uh, let me flip the script right here. This is not a doom and gloom message. This is a let's stop, repent, and let's get it right because what is inevitable will come. However, the remnant of God will have the ability to turn back the hand and the wrath of God. We're going to be judged, people. We're going to be judged. It's inevitable. But the word says the judgment starts in the household of faith first. So what are you going to be judged on? Will you be judged because you had itching ears and you went to a seeker-friendly church that did not tell you about morality? All they told you was that you serve a good God and this God wants to bless you and riches are in your house and houses and land and go after the cars and he'll bless you with money. Is that your gospel? Or have you read the words of Christ? The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. 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 The kingdom of God is at hand. Our generations are depending on us. I'm a great-grandmother. My generations are depending on me to take a stand in God, to live upright before them, to leave a, leave a living, breathing legacy, a legacy that tells them, trust God, a legacy that tells them, be obedient to God, a legacy that says, he is your strength, he is your high tower, he is the way. He is your provider. He is your sustainer. He is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is all those things. He is all those things. Trust God. Yield not unto your own understanding, but in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Be obedient to him. He may direct your path. 
This is, this is, oh, God, this is an hour of our complete obedience unto God. We have to yield it all to him, all to him, all to him. We've got to stop. We've got to stop. We've got to stop. Hallelujah. Just going along with the status quo. You know, the only greatness that's in power is God. Presidents, each one of them have flaws. Every single one of them. Some have been better than others. Some have been more moral than others. But every one of them have had flaws just on the strength that they're a human being. They're an imperfect being. So just on that strength alone, there's flaws. There's flaws. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph if we trust him, if we lean not into our own understanding and we allow him to direct our path. Then we can be on our way to perfection. We can be on our way to being perfected. You know, please, please, please. We're never going to fully agree with everything that another individual says or believes or stands on. It's just not going to happen because we are individuals, because God created us uniquely in that fashion. But we better come together and believe every word of God to be true. That's where we better believe, not those that are standing up saying, oh, it's a lie. No, I would never do that. You're looking at them going, are you crazy? You said it out your own mouth that that's what you do. We got to put our faith, our hope, our trust in the Lord God Almighty. We have to. When it comes time to step into a voting booth, vote righteousness, not an individual You vote according to God's leading, his directing, his precepts. None of the above would be mine. I'm I'm flowing with my pastor. None of the above. Lord, I want you to take rulership because man has messed this thing up so bad and continues to mess it up so bad that I'm in fear that as my great-grandbabies and my great-great-grandbabies grow up, They won't have anything left. It will be destroyed. It will be destroyed because of man's evilness and their greed and their inability to hear the word of God. It's, um, it's a sad, sad state of affairs that we find ourselves in in this hour. And I, I know for myself, I can just speak for me, I have such a yearning and a tugging and a, a pulling within my spirit to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the word of God so that in any given moment I can give a sure word, I can give a sure answer, I can command the atmosphere, I can stop a stray bullet, I can do what I need to do by the power of the risen Christ that is within me. Now, I know somebody just says, stop a stray bullet. What? Let me tell you. I have grandchildren. Some have walked the straight and narrow, you know, great kids. Some 
kind of veered from the straight and narrow. They're great people, but they've gotten into their share of trouble. They've been incarcerated. They've um, walked in ways that were unpleasing before God. However, I thank God for his faithfulness. As I've laid on my face and as I've labored in prayer for my babies, all of my babies, they have testimonies of people pulling guns in their face and pulling the trigger and the gun misfiring, the gun jamming, the bullet not coming out. So, yes, we have a power. Stop a stray bullet. Because we have to be willing to stand in the gap, to, to renounce evil, to yield ourselves in prayer, to yield ourselves to the living God and allow him to orchestrate and conduct even our prayers. We are so often praying the wrong prayers. We're coming against people instead of coming against the spirit of the enemy that has been unleashed in this earth realm. People avail themselves to either the spirit of God or the spirit of the enemy. If we stop the spirit of the enemy and start getting on our face for salvation in their lives, you see, that's where we're missing it. That's where we're missing it. We're praying against the individual. We're praying against, you know, the immorality of the individual and all of these other things. However, what we're not doing, what needs to be done is pray for the salvation of those individuals. Pray that their hearts would be turned unto God. Pray. (laughs) Pray that they would yield themselves to the Lord and allow him to use them. Allow him to use them. It is vital in this hour. It is vital in this hour that we even give our enemies over to God. For there to be a change in our nation, there has to be a change in the hearts of men. And when I say men, I'm talking mankind. So that encompasses men, women, boys, and girls. Okay, there has to be a change in the heart of men. It's the only way. It's the only way. It's the absolute only way that there's going to be a change in this country. So I saw a post this morning, and and I really was going to copy it on to attach it to the post that I had, but mm, Thought my post was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to feel that for a minute, and and as the word says, say lie. <laughs> okay, um, but I saw a post was a, a voting ballot, and it had Donald Trump's name and Hillary Clinton's name, and then come Lord Jesus, and what was checked was come Lord Jesus. Now, um, while I agree with the sentiment of it, we're not ready for Jesus to part the clouds yet. We're not ready for him to come back yet, which is why I didn't attach it to my post. We're not ready. See, because we've got to change our hearts. We've got loved ones that are walking in immorality. We don't want Jesus to come just yet, because if he does, then some of our loved ones are going to a Christless hell. We don't want that. What we want is come repentance, come a change of heart, come the lordship of Lord Jesus 
in their lives. That's what we want. We, you know what, people? You know, some things just really sound good. You know, it's a catchy phrase. and Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, 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 that sounds spiritual. Yeah, 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 I'm, I agree with that. We need to watch what we are in agreement with. We need to check ourselves. If it does not align itself with what God is saying in this hour, in this earth realm, or in your situation, then I don't care how good it sounds, it, it's not God. So we want to make sure that 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 we, we speak is God. It's God-breathed, God-ordained, it's God-orchestrated. He said that when we open our mouths, he would fill it, that we would speak as his oracles, that that same self-hour, the spirit of the living God, will give us what to say. This is why I feel that it's so vital, and I'm, I'm encouraging you, the listeners, to get into the word of God. Dig out the nuggets of the word of God. Allow him, get you a journal, and every morning it's like, okay, Father, give me a nugget to stand on for today. What am I praying today? What am I unleashing in the atmosphere today? What can I be used of you to stand on today? We're speaking spirits just like the first. He's given us dominion and power over everything that creepeth over the earth. He's allowed us to speak to the wind and the rain. You don't believe me? Ask Elijah. Elijah said it wouldn't rain for three years, and it didn't. Joshua was in a battle, and he needed more time to fight the battle. The sun stood still until he won the victory. Don't tell me what my God won't do. And he's given us power and authority in this earth realm. We're not utilizing it. And it is time that we wake up and begin to utilize that which he has given us. He gave me something a few weeks ago. I'm sorry if you guys are hearing these beats. I don't have on my headpiece this morning and trying to shuffle um, paperwork uh, with my phone. Hold on. It's so important. When God gives you something, you have to write it down because you will forget. And you want to um, decree it and declare it as he gives it. Um, bless your name, oh God, bless your name. Again, as I said, it, when, you, uh, when you get before God, you have to declare what thus says the Lord. Now, this is what he gave me a few weeks ago. He said, declare ye the word of the Lord to declare or make a proclamation what our Father God has spoken either about your life situation or over a people. The only way you can declare the word of God is to inquire of him what he wants spoken. When was the last time you sat quietly before God and waited for him to speak? You will find quite often that the word he desires to release through you will be enemy to what our current society is saying. There is a sound that has been released in Earth's atmosphere that has enticed many, but it is not the sound of God. First Peter 4 and 11 tells us to speak as oracles of God. How can we declare the word of the Lord if we haven't taken the time to hear from God? While we have kept silent, the enemy has been very vocal 
And now our children are believing lies to be truths. Enough is enough. Arise, O sleeping giant, and declare my word and my works, says God. Pretty clear, you know. That's pretty clear. God is calling us to arise and speak forth what his word is saying. If you read what is written, you will hear what is spoken. As you read the word of God, you can clearly hear the voice of God. You can clearly hear the mind of God. You can clearly hear the heart of God. So the more that you endeavor in his word, the more that he has to work with, the more that he can pull out of you and to use to set things in order. We are called to set things in order in the earth realm. And instead of us putting things in order, we've been just going for the okie doke and falling along with the, the, the status quo. And, oh, okay, yeah, again, this sounds good. Okay, I'll do that. Or, well, yeah, well, this one promised to do such and such. Well, oh, okay, oh, well, he's against abortion, so I'm going to vote for him. But he's amoral and everything else. I'm like, oh, okay, really? Hear the voice of God. Hear him. Please, please, please hear him. Ask God to give you a discernment of spirit. Please, so that you can see past the outer realm, so that you can clearly hear. There are things that will be spoken from people's lips, and as they're spoken, you will literally be able to hear the demonic tones in what's coming out of their mouth. I promise you, this is, this is real. This is not that spooky woo-woo-woo stuff. This is serious. God will give you such a discernment in this hour if you ask him for it, if you yield yourself to him, that you can literally hear the evilness coming out of a person's mouth. You can see a person. And, and, and I, um, I, what, what movie can I liken it to? I, I'm sure you've all seen sci-fi movies where, oh, okay, um, um, what was that? Fifth Element. Fifth Element, there was a, a scene in it where they could take a pill and it make them a shift changer or something, and it would change um, what they look like. But um, and the pill would only last for so long, and, and the, the change would wear off, and they would go back to who they really are. God will give you that kind of a discernment. You can look at a person, and you can literally see what's in them, what's in them. Okay, so that you're not judging by the outside. The outside may look all pretty and fluffy and all nice, but inside, inside there's evil. And God will show you that. And you can't always describe it. People have asked me questions about certain people, and I'm like, I, I can't explain it. All I know is when I'm in their presence, I just feel that they're evil. I just feel evil. Um, he will give you discernment like that. You need that, especially where this country has had it. You need that. We are at war. If you don't think so, you are sadly mistaken. We are at war, and it is time that we raise up and be the standard against the enemy of God that has been unleashed People, as, I, as God had given me that day, we have been silent for far too long, and the enemy has been very vocal. He has infiltrated our school systems. He's infiltrated our children's lives. They're indoctrinated from babies to what is 
against the things of God being correct. And and we as parents, we sit them in front of a, a, a television. It tells a vision. You put them in front of the television and it tells a vision and it tells them that, that for young ladies, you're, you're no better than your looks. For young ladies, you're just a piece of meat that to be groped or to be stared at or Googled at or whatever. And, and the more of yourself you reveal, the better you will be liked because you got your self-worth. For young men, you know, oh, it's a big deal for you to go and father multiple babies by multiple women and brag about it. Yeah, I laid over there. I laid over there. I did this. I did that. Yeah, I got my player's card. And these are the things that our children are hearing and thinking, well, this is the way it's supposed to be because, hi, it's on the television, right? This is the vision that's been placed before me. Serious. Time for us to stop and think. Think, 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 think. We're living in, in a tumultuous time. Seriously. And the future of our offsprings and our generations are at stake. They really are. So I'm, I am standing or sitting here this morning, and I'm asking you, for every person that has listened to this broadcast, I'm asking you, please, I'm actually pleading with you, get before God. Take the time to inquire of him. Seek after him. Seek after his mind. Seek after his heart. Seek after his desires. What does he want out of your life in this hour? Stop just going and telling him what you desire, what you want. It is time now to say, I'm yours. You created me to will and to do of your good pleasure. You created me for purpose, for destiny. You put greatness within me. And it is what you want to pull out of me that matters. And so, Lord, I'm going to yield myself to you. And I'm going to be used of you. And I'm asking you, Father, to give me the strength, the boldness to be who and what you created me to be. To no longer just go along with the okie doke just because. And it may mean that you will be ridiculed, it may mean you will be isolated, it may mean that um, you lose some friends, but it is vital. I can't stress this enough. It is vital in this hour in which we live that we take a stand for righteousness, that we take a stand against what God says is wrong. Vital. It's vital. It's vital. It's vital. It's vital. Will you make up the remnant? Will you be part of the hedge that God can use to turn our country around? We have the power to do it. We have the power to bring about change. 
but it's a battle that will first have to be fought in the heavenlies. We're going to have to bind up the strong man so that we can take the strong man's house. Because right now, the enemy is the strong strong man in our society and in our country, and he is ruling the house. He is ruling the house. But God, but God, God who gives us the strength and the power, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to overcome every obstacle. It is time, people, that we stand up for righteousness. It is time that our young people, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, see the difference in our lives. If we're going along with everything that society is saying and doing and we're dressing like them and we're talking like them and we're acting like them, then where on earth are our children going to learn of God from? Seriously. Where are they going to learn of God from? We've got to do better. We have got to do better. I'm starting with me. I am starting with me. Um, As I said, and I encourage you to do the same, I'm getting into the word of God more and more. I'm studying. I'm being yielded to. I'm I'm just trying to do everything I can. I'm trying to do everything I can to make sure, to make sure, that God is elevated in my life, that I see the Lord high and lifted up. Isaiah 6, he said that he saw the Lord high and lifted up and that his train filled the temple. We are the temples of the Holy Ghost. We are the temples of God. His train is his power. It's his power. It's his rulership. So it is time for his training, his rulership, his power to fill us, his temple. It's time, it is time, it is time. I pray to God, God, and I'm going to do that in just a moment, that you've listened and you've heard in your spirit what God is saying in this hour. Father God, I just thank you for this time, oh, Lord God. I thank you, hallelujah, for what you placed on my heart, oh, Lord God, because I have to take it in for myself first before I can even deliver it to someone else, oh, Lord God. So I thank you, Father, that this is our time. This is our season. It's our season to stand up tall and mighty and great in you. It's a time of righteousness. It's a time of speaking out. It's a time of standing up and saying, no, 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 that's not God. This is God. That's not of the spirit of the living God. That's an evil spirit. It is time for us, O Lord God, to stand in power and in might, and we can only do it, Lord, in you. Hallelujah. So I'm lifting up my listeners as well as myself. I'm lifting up my family. I'm lifting up the body of Christ to you right now, and I'm praying for it. Hallelujah, that there would be a turning within us, Father God, a turning unto you, Father God, a transforming within us through your word, Lord, a training and a transferring of our mind, that, Lord, the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, 
Jesus would be also in us. In his mind, he did only what he heard you do or saw you do. He said only what he heard you say. That was the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. In all his doing, he desired to please you, to bring glory unto you, Father God. Let that be our mindset, that we would think on whatsoever is good and whatsoever is pure and whatsoever is righteous and whatsoever is of a good report, and that, Father, the thing that cometh up out of us would not defile us, O Lord God. You said it wasn't what goes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of a man. So I'm praying, O Lord God, that the thing that comes out of us is not defilement, but that it's edifying unto you, that it is your glory coming forth, O God. I'm praying, Father God, that your body will come together unified in unity, O Lord God, and take a stand, that there would be no more divisions, the separations of of race, the separations of denominations, the separations of gender, Lord God, but that we would come together as a body, hallelujah, each of us having a place to fit each of us having a duty to carry out, each of us, oh, Lord God, having a task and an assignment at hand to carry out. Father God, I'm praying for unity in your body. I'm praying for strength in your body. I'm praying that your body would be fearless, oh, Lord God. Christ showed no fear. He stood up. He called them vipers and snakes, Lord God. He spoke what your word said. He didn't fall prey to their tricks or their stumbling blocks, oh, Lord God. And you said he was the firstborn of many brethren. You have given us the same power, the same authority, oh, Lord God, to stand upright. Hallelujah. And to call it as it is, Father God. There's no, there's not, um, hallelujah, it's not a coincidence that this broadcast is called Real Talk on Real Issues. Lord, let us have real talk. Real talk is your talk. Real talk, Lord God, is speaking forth what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Father God, give us the ability to do so. Lord, hallelujah, uh, incline our ears, fine-tune our ears that we can clearly hear from you, Lord God. We can decipher your voice from all others, including ourselves. Lord God, give us vision to see afar off, oh, Lord God, that we can see the hand of the enemy coming, oh, God, that we can stop him in his tracks before able to unleash his venom, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the enemy of God is confused and, hallelujah, the enemy of God is cast down. The enemy of God is put under our feet, O God. Hallelujah. For that that is enemy unto you is enemy unto us, O Lord God. And we give you the praise and the glory for it. We just thank you, Father, because you are a loving Father, a good, good Father. And we are loved by you. That's who we are. So I pray, Lord, that all that have listened will be hearkening unto you and your voice and unto your word. Hallelujah. And I give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, I decree that it is so. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. God bless you all. And I thank you for listening. God bless you. Let's keep it real.